Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, May 16th, and we start with local news. A months-long battle over plans to establish a regional trash disposal facility on the federal Superfund site in Murray County that sits alongside the Duck River has now landed in court. Remedial Holdings filed suit Wednesday against the Marshall-Murray Municipal Solid Waste Planning Region Board, which in April rejected the company's application to expand a landfill first created in 1986 by the Monsanto Chemical Company. The contamination from Monsanto's operations, which include manufacturing chemical warfare agents, led to the property's Superfund designation. Remedial Holdings is claiming that the Solid Waste Board failed to properly review its request to expand the landfill, instead devoting a meeting to hearing dozens of public comments against it before moving quickly to reject the plan. The company is asking a Davidson County Chancery Court judge to reverse the board's decision. Daniel Murphy, who represents Murray County, said Thursday that he had reviewed the lawsuit but declined to comment. The litigation follows months of community backlash over plans announced by Trinity Business Group, Remedia Holdings' parent company, to build a large-scale trash, recycling, and incineration facility on the old Monsanto property, conflict that has unfolded on social media, in local county and city government meetings, and at the state legislature. Gail Moore, a Murray County resident and organizer, said Thursday she is unsurprised the company has now turned to the courts after failing to get approval from state environmental regulators, county boards, and state lawmakers. They've got a lot of money invested in this property, Moore said Thursday, but we're going to be relentless as well. It's just too important, she said. It's disappointing that Remedial Holdings and Trinity Business Group haven't got the clear message that the people of Murray County don't want them, said Scott Banbury. Conservation Program Coordinator for the Tennessee Chapter of the Sierra Club. Trinity Business Group's original plans called for a large-scale waste complex that could accept the household trash and other waste from scores of Tennessee counties, addressing a looming trash crisis in the state as existing landfills near the end of their lifespan. The company's initial permit requests for a tire-shredding facility, construction and municipal waste processing plants, and an incinerator that would burn non-recyclable materials to generate electricity were put on hold by the Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation, which directed the company to seek approval first from Murray County and the City of Columbia. The company has failed to get those approvals. Thousands of Murray County residents concerned about the impact of such operations along the Duck River, a key source of drinking water, agricultural water, supplies, and recreation, then successfully pressed state lawmakers to enact more protections. A new law now designates the portion of the Duck River that winds past the old Monsanto property as a state-recognized scenic waterway, which precludes industrial development along its banks. Should the company win their case in court on grounds the Solid Waste Planning Board didn't follow the law in reviewing the company's proposal, the company will still face opposition, Banbury said. Even if the decision of the Marshall-Murray Regional Solid Waste Board is reversed, the applicants will have to address the concerns of the communities of Murray County and the City of Columbia under the Jackson Law and the recent designation of the Duck River through Murray County as a Class II scenic river, he said. What remains unclear is if the company can ultimately make a case that the decades-old landfill already at the site can be grandfathered in to escape both the scenic river designation rules and the local approval requirements. 
Yesterday, MSD IT professionals opened their new office in Spring Hill. WKOM WKRM's Delk Kennedy went to the ribbon cutting to learn about what that business has to offer. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I am in Spring Hill. I'm at the Chamber of Commerce. I'm attending the grand opening and ribbon cutting of MSD IT Professionals. I'm speaking with Matt Deverna with MSD IT Professionals. Matt, tell us what MSD IT Professionals does. We are a small uh, IT consulting business. Uh, we do IT support, um, IT consulting. We help small to medium-sized business with their IT needs and uh, really give them that personalized support they may not get with uh, maybe a bigger IT consulting company. Um, if they're looking to text or call somebody directly and uh, you know just give them that personalized support that they're looking for. Give me an example of how MSDIT professionals might help a small business. Um, let's let's say somebody's network is down and uh, they want to give me a call. Uh, we can get them back up and running as fast as possible. We have all the remote tools, remote monitoring tools to uh, get them back up as quickly as possible. And uh, they're always dealing you know, with the same two or three guys. They're not having to talk to some random person. Wow, that's amazing. Now, you've been in Tennessee for a while, have you not? You're a Chicago company? Yes. Uh, we... Uh, moved to Chicago in 2019. Um, we do have a lot of clients in Chicago. However, um, we have, we are here locally and uh, just looking to kind of grow and expand uh, the businesses out here in Middle Tennessee. And I'm assuming that you're prepared to offer this service to all the Middle Tennessee area. Absolutely. Um, we're looking forward to servicing uh, any small to medium-sized business that's looking for IT needs that, you know, wants that IT guy that they can call at a moment's notice. There we go. Now, for more information, where do people go? Um, you got, you can uh, email me at matt.daverna at msditprofessionals, um, or you can go to our website, msditprofessionals.com. There we go. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm at the grand opening and root and cutting in Spring Hill of MSDIT Professionals. Uh, I've been speaking with Matt Daverna, who's with that company. Matt, congratulations. Thank you so much. We look forward to servicing everybody here in Middle Tennessee. Thank you. Columbia State Community College recognized nine respiratory care graduates during its annual pinning ceremony. Students who are trained to work as respiratory therapists provide assessment, diagnostic evaluation, treatment, and care for patients with breathing disorders. Upon completion of the program, graduates have become experts in artificial ventilation, resuscitation, and airway management. Graduates are prepared to work in a variety of settings, including long-term care facilities, home care agencies, and area hospitals, such as Vanderbilt University Medical Center, Murray Regional Medical Center, Southern Tennessee Regional Health System Lawrenceburg, St. Thomas West Hospital, St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital, and Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt. Respiratory therapists, as many other health professionals, are in high demand, said Cindy Smith, program director and assistant professor of the respiratory care program. Our graduates have all accepted positions and are eager to begin their career. If you are interested in health care, I urge you to consider respiratory care, she said. Columbia State's respiratory care program is accredited by the Commission on Accreditation for Respiratory Care. All students participate in supervised hands-on care in a variety of area health care settings and receive adult, pediatric, and neonatal training.
Skilled respiratory therapists are highly valued members of the healthcare team, said Dr. Kay Fleming, Dean of the Health Sciences Division and Professor of Radiologic Technology. These graduates join a long line of Columbia State graduates who make life-saving decisions for patients daily, she said. For more information about applying to the respiratory care program, visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash respiratory dash care. Columbia Main Street has been designated as an accredited Main Street America program for meeting rigorous performance standards. Each year, Main Street America and its partners announce the accredited programs to recognize their exceptional commitment to preservation-based economic development and community revitalization through the Main Street approach. Columbia Main Street's performance is measured annually by the City of Columbia and Columbia Main Street Corporation, which works in partnership with Main Street America to identify the local programs that meet national performance standards. To qualify for accreditation status, communities must meet a set of rigorous standards that include commitments to building grassroots revitalization programs, fostering strong public-private partnerships, nurturing economic opportunity for small businesses and entrepreneurs, and actively preserving historic places, spaces, and cultural assets. In 2022, our downtown saw over $5 million in private investment for our beloved buildings. We saw 17 new businesses, 120 new jobs, and over 200,000 in attendance for community-inspired events, said Kelly Mesmer-Johnson, the Columbia Main Street manager. Downtown Columbia is growing with new residents and visitors, bringing momentum and passion to our downtown events and projects. Plus, it's driving new commerce and building projects due to its popularity. Visitors and future residents who chose to travel to Columbia feel the energy and love of those that work to make this town great, she said. Columbia continues its tradition of excellence with its involvement with Main Street America, stated Columbia Main Street Board Chairman Monty Sneed. We were on the ground near the very beginning of the movement in the early 1980s. Columbia has benefited tremendously from our participation in the restoration of down, historic downtown. While much has been done, much remains to do, he said. In 2022, Main Street America programs generated $6.2 billion in local reinvestment, helped open 7,657 new businesses, facilitated the creation of 29,174 new jobs, catalyzed the rehabilitation of 10,688 historic buildings, and leveraged 1.5 million volunteer hours. On average, for every dollar that a Main Street program spent to support its operations, it generated 24 dollars and seven cents of new investment back into its downtown communities collectively two million people live or work within the boundaries of designated main street america districts an estimated workforce of 1.1 million people contributes their skills and expertise to advancing the missions of these historic downtowns and commercial corridors we are very proud to acknowledge this year's 862 accredited Main Street America programs and their steadfast dedication to nurturing economically and culturally vibrant downtown districts, said Hannah White, interim president and CEO of Main Street America. The increase in the size and impact of our network speaks volumes to the power of the Main Street movement to respond to the needs of local communities and drive innovative solutions, she said. The Fallen Law Enforcement Officer Day event will happen this evening here in Columbia. WKOM WKRM's Delk Kennedy spoke with Sergeant Brian Goats to learn the details about the event. This is Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today I'm in Woodland Park here in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. I'm talking with Sergeant Brian Goats of the Columbia Police Department. 
He and other law enforcement officers are setting up a display in memory of fallen law enforcement officers. Tomorrow or this week is Fallen Law Enforcement Officers Day. There will be a commemoration for fallen officers tomorrow night. Sergeant Coates, first of all, what's going on here in Woodland Park today? Yeah, so we're going ahead and we're kind of setting up, pre-preparing early before the event, kind of getting our um, our stuff ready, putting out lights, those kind of things for the event tomorrow. Oh, so these lights and things y'all are working with now will be displayed tomorrow evening at the event. Uh, yes, sir. Our memorial service will be at Pleasant Heights Baptist Church tomorrow at 7 o'clock, and then it concludes here at Woodland Park at the shelter. Wow, that's fantastic. What a beautiful setting for, for uh, law enforcement officers. I remember one time in preparation for this event y'all were playing taps out here and it was very moving uh give me the lowdown on what's going to happen tomorrow evening again it's a program to remember all the fallen officers associated with murray county and across the nation um we do all those kind of ceremonial things playing taps like you said uh, we'll have a bagpipe player uh here we'll do 21 gun salute all those kind of things and so the event will start at the baptist church and then come here to conclude correct yes sir pleasant heights baptist church on trotwood avenue seven o'clock and then conclude at woodland park and of course this is free and open to the public yes sir the more the merrier so there we go. Great, great effort. A solemn occasion, but a wonderful occasion. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio, here at Woodland Park, where Sergeant Brian Goetz uh, and others are preparing for the commemoration for fallen law enforcement officers, which will take place at? Pleasant Heights Baptist Church at 7 o'clock. Which will take place at the Pleasant Heights Baptist Church at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. That's Tuesday. Uh, come out. It's free, open to the public. Uh, Sergeant Goetz, thanks for what you're doing here. Yes, sir. Glad to do it. Thank you. Heroes can be found in the most unlikely literary characters, cousins Kanye and Ryan Conway. Kanye and Ryan Conway say of their second graphic novel titled Mammon. The cousins are back with a first for Murray County Public Library and their second installment for the Magic Elf series. According to marketing and public relations coordinator Jennifer Russell Hidalgo, a local author has never released two consecutive books from the Murray County Public Library. Nightman, the Conway Cousins' first graphic novel released, was followed up with a second novel at the signing party at Murray County Public Library at the end of April. As with the first novel in the planned trilogy, the Cousins say there was a shared portion of the work between the both of them, from conceiving the character, creating the art, and constructing the story. The family got a front row seat to the creative process as the kitchen table gave them a place to spread their ingredients and compose the literary recipe. They began when they were eight years old, Kanye's mom, Caliente Glenn, said. That is the uniqueness here. Caliente said that making her son and nephew sit down and write was never a task she had to make them do. It was always the purpose to help them develop what they created, Glenn said. Conway said often he will get an idea, pitch it to his cousin, and if he agrees to it, they work together on integrating it into the story. There is a very specific and biblical concept in mind for the stories Kanye and Ryan are working to compile. Some of the story contains Bible verses, and characters are somewhat based on people discussed in the Bible. His name came from the seven deadly sins, Kanye said, greed, and greed meaning mammon. Mammon, a Latin-derived English word, literally means wealth or riches, but is usually associated with the negative connotations of wealth. This is a twist on the narrative of his name, Kanye said. Mammon wants to protect the human race by himself, he said. Mammon, an anti-hero of sorts, can work with others, the young author said, but runs into issues with being a team player for long periods of time. Ryan conceived of the blue demon aspect of the character. The whole time he was trying to be trying is trying to prove himself. 
that he's a good person, Ryan said. When it came to picking the look of the character, the cousins shared a funny kitchen table creative moment that resulted in a decision. Ryan asked me, what color is he? Is he white? Is he black? I said, he's blue. Ryan was like, I didn't know. This is the main difference about Mammon, the creative cousins agreeing. They wanted a demon who was not red. We want to bring something new to the table, Kanye said. Something familiar, but new. We wanted it to be something that stands out, Ryan agreed. Without horns or a pitchfork, Mammon is not your traditional demon, but one with a hope for a redemptive character arc, and their first two novels are only the start. As for what they're hoping to tell readers with their story, it's okay to look after yourself, Kanye said, but it's also good to look after others. And Mammon will be a character who will excel and do good despite what others think of him. The larger picture for the story series will tie together stories the Conway boys are building for Horizon Universe. Ryan said he draws inspiration from older Batman comics as one artistic inspiration. The Long Halloween and Dark Knight Returns are two of his favorite comic runs. From the cover art and the story, the Conway boys seem to reflect a manga style of storytelling or a Japanese styling of comics and graphic novels that lean more into the literary crafting rather than anime, which expresses more visual artistry. Ryan enjoys the graphic novels of Frank Miller, while Kanye mentioned stories by Todd McFarlane and Stan Lee and the Batman stories of Tom King. With Todd McFarlane, I like his idea of how he did Spawn, Kanye said. He's open-minded about to ideas, and Ryan knows this too. McFarlane didn't make the skin a point. It didn't matter what race he is. I like this, he said. Kanye's mother, Caliente Glenn, is extremely proud, along with the rest of the family, that the boys are using their creativity in a positive way. The family all agrees that the weight of the topics the cousins are addressing are complex. They would always sit at that table at my mama's house, their grandmother, Caliente said. They would always whisper and talk there to come up with their ideas. Some kids like to play games, some do sports, Caliente said. These boys sit down, and they write. It's beyond us how proud we are, Kanye's father, Jeremy Glenn, said. Though I don't count it as a disability for my son to work with that and overcome Asperger's, he's his own person. He's blossomed like a flower, he said. We've just been here to encourage what he likes doing, Jeremy said. They are the dynamic duo. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Neil Fraser Blair, 90, a retired accountant with DuPont Spontax, died Saturday at St. Thomas West Hospital in Nashville. Funeral services for Mr. Blair will be conducted on Wednesday at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday from 5 to 8 p.m. at the funeral home. Burial will be at Polk Memorial Gardens. Ms. Marjorie Helen Rye, 84, died unexpectedly on Friday at her residence in Columbia. The family of Ms. Rye will visit with friends on Tuesday from 4 to 7 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Funeral services for Ms. Rye will be held on Thursday at 12 p.m. at Spring Hill Funeral Home in Madison, Tennessee. Burial will follow in Spring Hill Cemetery in Madison. The family will visit with friends from 11 a.m. until service time at Spring Hill Funeral Home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. 
We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today with afternoon showers or thunderstorms. Gusty winds and small hail are possible. The high will reach 84 degrees with winds out of the west-southwest at 10 to 20 miles per hour. The chance of rain today, 50%. Tonight, we can expect mostly cloudy skies with scattered thunderstorms in the evening. The low will be 59 degrees with winds out of the north at 5 to 10 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 50%. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. 
right, Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local business. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. The Tennessee State Library and Archives will celebrate 227 years of statehood by hosting free events on Statehood Day, Thursday, June 1st, and a family-friendly celebration event on Saturday, June 3rd. The Library and Archives displays Tennessee's three original constitution once a year to celebrate statehood, said Tennessee Secretary of State Trey Hargett. This is an opportunity for Tennesseans to see the original documents that still to this day provide the foundation of our state government. There will be so much for visitors to explore on Statehood Day and at our family-friendly celebration on June 3rd. I hope Tennesseans join us for either or both days of celebration, he said. On Statehood Day, June 1st, Debbie Mathis Watts will perform her song, The Tennessee in Me, an official state song of Tennessee, starting at 8 a.m. The Library and Archives, with assistance from the Tennessee Highway Patrol Honor Guard, will transfer Tennessee's three priceless original constitutions from 1796, 1834, and 1870, typically protected in a vault, to the Library and Archives lobby. The constitutions will remain on display until 4.30 p.m. The Library and Archives will also feature rarely seen historical documents, including the Cumberland Compact, Governor John Sevier's address to the First Tennessee General Assembly, the Cherokee Nation 1827 Constitution, and the founding documents of the State of Franklin. In addition to viewing Tennessee's original founding documents, guests can pick up free historical craft kits and receive a passport to Tennessee history. The free passport to Tennessee history features information about the Library and Archives, Tennessee State Museum, Bicentennial Capitol Mall State Park, and the Tennessee State Capitol, and space to collect a distinct stamp from each location. The Library and Archives team is excited to welcome visitors during our two days of Statehood Day celebration, said Tennessee State Librarian and Archivist Jamie Ritter. We hope parents bring their children to our family-friendly event celebration on Saturday, June 3rd, and have some fun while learning something new about the history of Tennessee, he said. For more information about the Tennessee State Library and Archives Statehood Day celebration, you can visit www.sos.tn.gov forward slash TSLA. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee today. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Nashville Shores is officially open for its 25th season. Beginning now, the park will be open each weekend until May 25th, when it opens seven days a week. Located at 4001 Bell Road in Hermitage, the water park is located on the shores of Percy Priest Lake. The long-standing attraction has more than one million gallons of water, a lazy river, a wave pool, ten slides, three pools, and lakeside attractions. Park hours for this weekend will be 10 a.m. until 6 p.m., General admission tickets for those 48 inches and over will be $50 plus tax. They offer military and senior discounts. After 4 p.m., a twilight option is available for $29.99. Children under two are free. For more information, visit www.nashvilleshores.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.